sleepyheads, be sure to set up that shotgun right next to your front door so if the mailman comes, he gets his head blown off, and put that little girl inside the wall. We're ready to go with Sleepy Hollow Season 4 Episode 9, Child's Play. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! It's the only thing this, with the puppet coming this, to attack this is perfect. me. But that was a hardcore puppet. It's made of blanket from when I was a baby. But it's a strong blanket. <laughs> it's a strong blanket. It's a strong blanket. It's, it's a like it's a tough blanket. It wasn't even like it wasn't even like maybe this was like the puppet she was drawing at all. It was like let's take. A WWE wrestler and wrap him in latex pillow fabric <laughs> and have him attack people. But it he, was terrifying. It was it was kind of like because I'm thinking Mr. Stitch. I'm like, oh, Mr. Stitch is gonna look like kind of like happy but be kind of mean. I was like, yo, Mr. Stitch has been in the gym, right? I'm like, Mr. Stitch is not playing. <laughs> I feel like we needed a scene of Ichabod being like. I've looked it up, and it looks like Mr. Stitch is actually the name of a poet back in 18th century France who, if somebody tattled on their friends, he killed them. As the saying goes, snitches get stitches. (laughs) Tight zoom is like, snitches get stitches. (laughs) Guys, thank you for tuning in. We're talking season four, episode nine, entitled Child's Play. Um... We're gonna be breaking it down pretty quickly today because if we're gonna if we're gonna look at this from an episode, we can talk a lot about. Yes. If we're gonna look at this from like overall story development, there's three sentences. <laughs> Dreyfus wants to be Dreyfus wants to be Molly's um, daddy, like father figure. Yes, Dreyfus has been targeting Molly for a while with mm-hmm. his tech company and everything, putting yeah. hexes inside of her iPads or whatever you want to call it. I have no idea how that doesn't come with a lawsuit, but go ahead. And um, <laughs> Molly is having trouble uh, kind of adapting to being a witness. Yeah. So I mean, those are like the three things. The those are kind of the three things. The sub things. Yes. Because we have the main things and the sub things. Because I mean the word thing. Uh, the sub things would be that uh, the, the library. Or the history of the, the library. The history of the library encompassed two other agents. Mm-hmm. One of them of which died, and the other one went insane running from evil and died in her house after booby-trapping only the front door with a shotgun. Well, the back door probably had, like, a bear trap or something. Yeah, too. maybe. Yeah, must, must have had something. Yeah. Um, and another sub-thing is that Molly and Diane's relationship was on the rocks, which mm-hmm. made sense, judging by everything that happened in the previous episodes. So yeah. that was kind of, that made sense with the character. Um and then, like, sub-sub things. Let's get into the sub-sub things. Alex and her relationship with Alex and her relationship with being more than just a librarian. Yeah. And also Jake's relationship with being more than just a librarian. I think both of them are going about it differently. Because you have Alex, who's kind of like... She doesn't want to say it, but I think she's a little more scared. Because, you know, for all this time, she's been like, hey, you know, come in here. I kill eight hours. They pay me. I go home. And now... Yeah, now they're, like, all in. a little more intense. So everyone in the chat is mentioning the elephant in the room right now. And no, not me, because I've gained weight since season one. Um, 
they're mentioning the fact of how ridiculously pedophilic Dreyfus came off this episode. Uh, like, yeah. he straight up wanted to, like, kidnap it, and it, it, do it stuff. It was weird because it was dark out there. She was by herself. They were in the alley. Just I, I think you uh, want to call me daddy. She was like, so how do I know you? How do I know you? I've been uh, you monitoring. He never, answered, he never yeah. answered that question. He was like, I know things about I've people. been uh, <laughs> monitoring your progress for... Like, you say that to a girl who's like a preteen, like going about to like, like go through puberty. It's like, progress? I've been monitoring what your progress. Like, like the only thing that could have made it creepier would be like hand motions. Like, if he would have stuck in the word academic process yeah then, be like, then he could have been like you're a real smart but then girl. he makes it worse it's like you've got <laughs> lots of talents you're creative i really admire like, imagine, that imagine him saying that to someone who uh just finished performing on stage i'll just say that right <laughs> and then you're like you're like whoa it's like it becomes a whole different conversation i've been monitoring your performance. <laughs> like, like, peaches. No. <laughs> like, see, it becomes a different conversation, but with a little kid, it's just like, you know, it's dark out here, and it's Sally, and we're by ourselves. It's, let's not do this. <laughs> it's like you have the, the, the guys who go kidnap children into their white vans, and then you have Dreyfus who walks up to the child and is just over, overtly creepy, yeah, basically like, screaming, I'm going to kidnap you. Yeah. By the way, did you see me in the future yet? Because I saw you in the future. I saw you. And you're still looking pretty young. Yo, she was looking amazing for being in the future. I don't know how far the future. Maybe this is like next year's future, but... I'm assuming there was a couple of years to get to that point, and it really wasn't... She didn't look like she aged too much. We interrupt this message for a uh, message from Holly. You know, that thing about uh, witnesses. (laughs) I keep getting older. They stay the same age. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was kind of weird that she was still super young in the future, and Ichabod's all scraggly, scarred Ichabod. Yeah, the only thing I can guess is maybe she got some, he gave her the immortality too, maybe, but then she would, I guess, have to, like, drink his blood or something, and that puts it into a whole nother weird area. So, yeah, let's just leave that one alone. I saw the future (laughs) again, Job, and what did it say? It was amazing. I wasn't alone. Job's like, who was there? It was the most wonderful 11-year-old. Job's like, I'm going to be getting your soul soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go on and let's just go on. Let's just hurry this up. (laughs) Yeah, but it's, speaking of Job, he looked a little happy when he had that, when he had that hammer. He was about to like (laughs) hit him with him. He was like, like, I hope you find what you want. He looked a little too happy with the hammer. He's like, I've been waiting to hit you with a hammer so long. Yeah, and... (laughs) Like, I'm about to bring the pain up in here. But <laughs> let's just try to make these visions come faster by bleeding out my back. Yeah, that was weird, but I mean, hey, he said he did the research and you know, this is how visions come faster, so you know, he knows more than I do. Yeah, so I'm not doing that. Story development is um excuse me. Molly's concerned that her life is going to be all like monsters and stuff now, and she's never going to have a normal moment. And while she's concerned about that, she talks to Ichabod and thinks about her old imaginary friend, then sings this really creepy song, which is meant to comfort children, and summons uh, 
Stitch, Mr. Stitch. Uh, we learned that she summoned Mr. Stitch because there was a hex within her little tablet thing because yes. it was created by Dreyfus Industries and sent to the schools. Um, still don't really get why it went after her teacher when it was her mom she was angry at. Well, I guess her teacher she was angry with too. I guess a little um, bit. Because, of course, it goes off of the like most, I guess, basis impulses or whatever. And, you know, I guess at that time, that day, he kind of like upset her or whatever. Yeah. But... Like, you know, Mr. Stitch does not play around, Was that teacher man. trying to get at her mom a little bit? Or was that, like, a normal teacher thing? Okay, look. I mean, look. Let's I mean, let's who wouldn't try words. to get at her? But, like... Agent Thomas, she's okay. All right? She she looks all right. So, he, maybe he's a single teacher. Michael Young like, is a married man, so let me translate hashtag. that. <laughs> Agent Thomas is fine. <laughs> and that teacher knows it. Uh, and he got say, leverage in terms of Molly. He like, yo, you want your daughter to get an A? You better <laughs> let me get that A. Okay. I'm All so, right. This got really back. bad. We're back. And We're back, back to Sleepy Hollow. This is We're another. Cut that. Mark, cut that. Edit it. Go for it. And here we go. This has been a presentation of the misogynistic <laughs> Sleepy Hollow After Show. I apologize. But I mean, sorry, you know, I was channeling Holly two, there for a second. They're two, you know, they're two young-ish people. They're single. You know, he sees her come up. You know, he's interesting. Yeah. My face a little octaves. Yeah. Hashtag don't tell my wife. So, <laughs> deal breaker. Is it a deal breaker if you ask a girl out and then a gigantic sock puppet comes and beats the shit out of you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if a gigantic sock puppet comes and throws you through the chalkboard or whatever, that the little whiteboard that he had, yeah, you might want to back off that relationship just a little bit. Yeah, deal breaker. Yeah. I guess that is a deal breaker. Yeah. Um. So, meanwhile, that's going on. The sock puppet managed to trip the alarm in mm-hmm. the catacombs that the they catacombs. Had, that they have walked through several times since the beginning of the season and not but, trip mean, this alarm. They didn't trip it because they're not evil stuff. So True. they're just, you know, regular people. Kick but it. other evil stuff has walked through there. Good point. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it trips <laughs> the security features of the library and it turns into basically a fortress mm-hmm. where it allows the safekeeping and starving to death of the people it's meant to protect. Because it's a library, not a, not a kitchen. Yes. Um, so Ichabod and Molly are stuck in there. Ichabod's trying to move this bookshelf that has hundreds of books on it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, get the books off of it. And then they're like, finally, oh, we should move the books off. I'm like, okay, thank you. I was hoping we were going to find something cool. Like, we yeah. would move it aside and like be like, oh, my God, what's this? That might not even have anything to do with today's story. True. The monster of the week today. Um, but then we find out that there is a uh, exhaust port in the Death Star that's roughly three <laughs> meters wide that only, only Molly can fit through. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like shooting womp rats. But but Molly can get through it. But they don't find something special. But Jake on the outside finds right? something special. You know, he finds the little this uh, extra um, kind of like seal because i can't think of the word right now so he finds the extra seal they're like oh let's see who put it here it's uh you know diana you know she looks it up hey someone who used to work here way back in the day who leads us to claudia jones no not jones claudia something but we go to her house and we find out that she she was a little paranoid. That grainy video was scarier than anything else in this episode. Because the yeah. whole time I'm watching that video, like, it's so grainy that her facial features could have changed and I wouldn't yeah. have known it. Like, I wanted something, like, really creepy yeah. in that. And I was, 
I was sucked into that video because I was like, What's oh, gonna happen? no, there's a deeper history to the library. Like, that's cool to me. Like, I hope that she has more videos that we can watch. Like, you know, not like every episode watch, but maybe like, you know, refer to a video. Like, maybe there's a cache of videos in her attic or something <laughs> where she's talked about, you know, every, every day being held up in there. Because we don't know who Michael is and what Michael did to get killed or... You know, they said they've been keeping the city safe for years. You know, who knows the adventures that they went on, which could, you know, help inform on how to stop Dreyfus or something like that. So I was I was really sucked into that video. I thought it was a really good way to kind of like add a little more lore to what our team is into. So um, A plus on the video, A plus on the video. Yeah, I would have liked something creepy happening in a little bit more. Yeah. It would have been nice to see, like, maybe something flicker or maybe, like, a strange shadow in the back or something. Because when she said, like, evil always finds the way, maybe, like, seeing something, like, you know, move or something like that, may, you know, to help inform on her paranoia. Because she definitely, she died with a gun in her hand. Like, she, Well, technically she died with her. a gun in the ceiling aiming well, at the door. Well, yeah. But you know what I mean. She, she, she was very paranoid. Whatever they did. Or whatever they stopped, or whatever they tricked, or trapped, or whatever, she was. She did not die peacefully. <laughs> and they they laid this breadcrumb this episode, so I'm hoping they don't just drop it and never speak of it again. Yes, because they've been known more. to sometimes do that, and I would really like to. Sometimes <laughs> they've been known to do that every season. Yes. Um, this vacation says I thought Mr. Stitch was going to help Molly with pulling the last stick. Uh, Lisa Gara says, I thought her skeleton was going to come to life. Courtney Lovett, so did you guys like or dislike the episode? I'm getting the vibe you didn't like it very much. I liked it. I thought it was cool. The first thing when I came in the studio, I was like, well, this will be a quick show. And Michael's like, well, this will be a long show. (laughs) We have very different opinions on this episode. That's what happens. He's like, this is going to be fast. I was like, this is going to take a long time. I think (laughs) this one changed the pacing of the season a little bit because we've been so fast. And this kind of seemed like... 50 minutes of filler with five minutes of story that yeah, pertains to what's actually happening. Yeah, I mean, it we makes learned m- about tangential things. Mm-hmm. So it's, we didn't particularly drive the story forward, but we did, you know, kind of like inform on our characters and how they, how they're feeling at the time. I feel like what I needed to tie this episode together was something at the end with Molly on her phone and then something on the back of the phone with the ED logo or the DE logo. Mm, like okay. something so that it wasn't just the tablet with a hex. Like maybe he's been surrounding her entire technological environment with these wow. hexes or something. Yeah. Just because like right now it's like, oh, they found it. Now it's away from her. So how is she going to use her powers again? Well, I'm sure because he said he's been like watching her for a while. So you're probably right. It's probably something on her laptop or something like that or whatever else. I would definitely do a complete, like, teardown of all her tech now. Yeah. And I don't know how that doesn't get recalled from the school system pretty much immediately. So, Like, Homeland Security should have made a call on that. So, something that we haven't talked about yet is what do you think of the scene from the future with Molly and Dreyfus? I, I didn't know how to take it because... All of the time, I'm trying to see Molly in the place she is now because she looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So looking the same, I can't see what happens to to make that jump except where he says that she needs a father figure. Maybe that's how he kind of like twists her mind. But I don't see why Ichabod can't be that father figure 
for her. Mm-hmm. Or maybe what happens with their relationship to split them up or something. Because it is kind of weird that she didn't seem to be under duress. She didn't seem to be She seemed scared to be happy. Yeah, she seemed like it was just a normal day hanging out with Dreyfus in the crazy future. So I wasn't too... I was. It was weird to see Molly like that. I didn't know how to take it. I thought it was cool, but I didn't know how to take it. And then I started wondering if this is a um, like an alternate future. Like, say, every time you look to the future, since things are constantly changing, could this be another possible future that hasn't yet happened? So one of the things that I've kind of thought about with this is that Dreyfus is getting visions of the life he deserves. Because that was the deal with the devil, is he gets the life he deserves. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he will get that, and it doesn't necessarily mean that that is the future. It's just, I think what's crossing over is his deal with the devil and his immortality is turning into this weird thing where yeah. it's channeling what's the life he deserves and what's the life he's going to get. Because, like, originally, if you sell your soul to the devil, you're not going to be immortal, so you're just going to kind of become rich and beyond belief and then die, and, and then, then your soul's gone. And... But if you look at him as an immortal now, if he's channeling the dark powers of prediction in terms of let's predict what his life should be and -hmm. what he deserves then it would be an overtly positive thing in his mind yeah which may uh talk about the difference between the first vision he was completely alone and then this vision he's not um and uh sissification said joe better watch out because dreyfus might get rid of him because he's not in any of the future visions which is a good point He's not, which may, I wonder if Job is going to switch sides. Because once again, we could tell Job isn't really down with the whole team creation thing, whatever Dreyfus is doing. And then Job looked a little too happy when he hit him with that hammer. Like he looked real, he was like, I hope you get what you want. Oh yeah. (laughs) He was like really excited to hit him with that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw out a prediction here. If you guys are watching, please hit that thumbs up if you're enjoying the show. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Neil, for being or Mark for being on it. Um, one of the things that I want to say is because now that we've talked about it, I want to put it out there. He's not actually in the future sitting with Molly. Just as Ichabod in the vision turned around and could interact with Molly, that is a vision of Molly in her own vision meeting him and drawing mm. him. Okay. So he is alone in that vision. He's just seeing the astral projection of Molly having her own vision. Okay, okay. Does that make sense? Cool. What's going so he's still, no matter what, he's still going to end up alone. Yeah, because so- she, well, she's the same age, and this is obviously in the future. Yeah. I think that they talk to her about who he is, and she says that, well, she was seeing Ichabod and the symbol, and she saw that symbol with him, well, whatever, the two squares... Yeah, the diamond thingy or whatever it is. I think she's going to say, she's going to go into a vision at Ichabod or somebody's request to get more information out of him. And that's her astral projection. And she's drawing him and she's drawing things in the vision. She's probably drawing that in real life, too. Why would she have a sketch pad at the table with him? Also, she's like talking to him and asking questions. And she's smiling and comfortable. She's tricking him, I think. So... I think this is kind of an interesting thing where they're trying to feel out the weakness. Because if anyone's going to find out Dreyfus's weakness, wouldn't it be his daughter figure? 
Yeah, someone who he sees as not being a threat. You know, someone who he's just like, oh, you know, this is just a girl that, you know, I don't have to have my guard up around. She's nothing. She's, well, I mean, she's smart, but she's not, you know, she's not hunting me or something like that. Courtney Lovett says, interesting theory, but Molly didn't know who Dreyfus was unless she was playing dumb. The visions are happening at different times. Okay, okay. Like, I don't think that him and her have to be in a vision at the same time. I think he was having a vision of the future because she hasn't had that vision where she's talking to him yet. Okay. I don't know. They're playing with time a lot yeah, right now, so it's so weird. Yeah, you're right. If they're playing with time like that, what you're saying is he's having a vision that she hasn't yet had. Yeah. That hmm, he's, that's that's a pretty cool way to play with he's, the time. He's meeting her astral projection that she hasn't yet sent out. Wow, that's that's a cool way to play with time. Which once again, he's looking at alternate futures or alternate possible futures. So that's the only thing to, I can think for of for her to, to be that young. Though. On those, yeah, for him to even bank on those is kind of crazy. Being as smart as he is, he should know that these are possible futures. This isn't definitely what's going to happen. And no matter how many nails you lay on, you might not ever know. So here's the real question, though, is was the only reason she was having those visions connected to Dreyfus or he was having them connected to her because she had the tablet? Because, like, Ichabod hasn't had a vision of the future yet, but there's nothing saying that he couldn't because he is also a witness. Yes. So is it because she's prophetic with these drawings is it like we yeah, haven't really quite because it, he's more of a fighter and she's more of a kind of like a like a i don't know you know energies kind of oracle-ish jacob albert says it seems too smart for fox oh uh, that but they've done some cool stuff this season yeah, they've done some cool stuff this season <laughs> like glass starts cracking i know but I Moloch think comes out for this episode. I mean, for this episode, we're in uh, what nine? I think we're, I think we're five and four. I think we have five good episodes for. Well, I'd say I'd say five, one, and three. We got you know we got five, one, okay, and then three was just like we had to get through these. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say this is a a better than last season. A winning season. This season might not get you into the playoffs. But it's a winning season. Well, if there's anything you've seen is that getting into the playoffs, you can still get knocked out in the first game. Oh, very true. Ouch. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm very interested to see where they take this, especially as far as uh, Jake's new commitment to this new information and also his training. I was wondering maybe if he could get some training in with Jenny, you know, learn some fighting skills, a little something, something. Train a little sparring, get you know, get some. Chain into that man. Get, he needs get a to be. Rapport. He needs some werewolf in him. He needs some lycanthropy <laughs> for Jenna to even pay attention to him. <laughs> he needs to like wolf out a little bit. A little bit. You know, get you know. Get some win a few wolf. eating contests. Yeah. Wolf out. Wolf out, and then like win a basketball game, like <laughs> full wolf, just you know, hair everywhere, and just. Oh man, you never go full wolf. <laughs> never go full. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think yeah, this. It's pretty. It's, this episode was solid. We didn't really move a lot, but I think this episode was solid. Yeah, and I think and we're starting to see Job and I think more on Job's side. I think we're seeing starting to see a breakup happen. It's starting to see a break. I didn't really get the whole monster death thing. 
Like, I, it didn't really make sense to me that they needed to do a ritual, too. I think it should have been more of her unsummoning him, like, in yeah. a way. Or just being, like, you know, you know, like, kind of like, maybe I've outgrown you, or thank you for your service kind of thing. And, you know, maybe, like, she hugs him and he disappears or something. Be like, bruh, bruh. <laughs> You've been hitting the gym a little bit too much lately. You're not cozy anymore. Get out of here. You ain't cozy. Or maybe, you know, they maybe they could have flipped it into him being like a golem for her. Because she can't do any fighting. That could be kind of cool. They don't have the budget for that. (laughs) They they don't have a budget for that. John Cena doesn't want to get in that costume again. (laughs) What if he opened the door, when he kicked in the door, and the school was like, John Cena! That would have been hilarious and bad, but I would have loved this episode. This would have shot straight to, like, best episode of the series for me. And you know what I never really <laughs> was kind of annoying, too, was the whole aspect of, the like, the, the levers for the library, where it's, like, yeah. locked down. Like, oh, this third one's stuck. I'll just leave. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, is the Ichabod still in there? Like, you just... <laughs> hey, Ichabod! Suck it! It's like, I'm out! It's like, the third one's stuck, so... Uh, I don't know. I'll just, I'll be back. Like she just left. We'll send you some Taco Bell. <laughs> you know you oh, can use the intercom, right? Yo, Jake. No. Jake yelling at the door was so funny because <laughs> he's like yelling and he's like yelling frantically, and then all of a sudden, everybody's like, I, "I think I found a better way. <laughs> I think I found a better way, Jake. Uh, can you hear me?" <laughs> And then he was he kept, kept yelling, kept yelling at the damn door. <laughs> and the ropes course they opened the show, which is like him running like And it's just like some kids having fun. It's just like some kids hanging out and Alex making fun of him. I was just like, man, poor Jake. But at least he's trying. You know, he knows, hey, we're in danger, we're gonna have to run, we're gonna have to do action roles and stuff. I gotta get ready. I gotta get a six pack. Yeah, I gotta get. If my shirt's gonna come off this season, I need a six pack. Yeah, I gotta do some push ups and you know the uh, the pu- I got- he needs to do everything Rocky did in Rocky Four when they were playing what was it Hearts on Fire or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> when he was running up the mountain and the car couldn't fall. That's what Jake needs to do. That's what you and me need to do. <laughs> yeah, <We're> like <sighs> <sighs> the Sleepy Hollow after show. <laughs> it's like yes, get buff. Yes, <laughs> we just have a poster of freaking Mister Stitch on the wall. I'll be there soon i'll be, I'll there, be there i'm gonna get there we're gonna do this the rocky <laughs> statue just has like a button hanging out of the eye. oh man but uh good good app good app i'm i'm you know i'm happy with this one it's solid solid yeah solid stuff glad glad i checked it out i'm i'm happy that the last episodes are looking like they're going to shape up to be pretty solid so. <laughs> lisa grara says why didn't she summon mr stitch to pull the lever because oh, he couldn't fit in there. <laughs> Better yet, why didn't she summon uh, Dreyfus? Hmm. I wonder... He looks like and has been acting like he's good at fitting into tight spaces. All right, everyone. <laughs> this has been we another promise. episode of Misogynistic Sleepy <laughs> Hollow After Show. We promise that's possibly the last time. That, that is the worst joke I've ever made on the no, show. actually, the joke really... There was really nothing wrong with the joke. It was, the context. But we just promise that's possibly the last time for this season. Hashtag inappropriate. <laughs> Hashtag it's not funny. It's it's funny, but just a little wrong, too. Very wrong. Yeah, yeah. very wrong. Um, Is there anything we're forgetting? I don't think so. I mean, you had the kind of like the a little more um, character building with 
uh, Thomas and Jenny, but you know they're they're getting strong, kind of like you know how she felt bad about you know my daughter hates me and it's like no nah, she doesn't hate you it's just you know, you know she's becoming a teen you're supposed to hate your parents this is what happens, like you know and plus you know you have monsters and stuff added in of course it's going to be a little bit holy crap, what? I knew it <laughs> what, I knew I recognized Alex God damn it I don't know why I didn't put two and two together she's been to the studio before. Oh, Rachel Melvin. Okay, cool, cool. God, I'm so dumb. Let me. I gotta reach out. I hope. Hopefully, let's see if we can get her on this season. That'd be great. All right, cool, cool. See, God. And if you guys are following Rachel on Twitter, tell her stop by. We'd love to have her. Right. And she can tell us all about you know For library sure. books and how to make fun of Jake and you know. Was she in? <laughs> uh, was she in Zombievers too? Uh, now that I have no idea. I have no Because we had idea. a bunch of actresses from Zombievers in here. <laughs> yes, she was. She was. She was one she was one of the actresses for Zombievers. Got it. We can <laughs> definitely try to get her in here. Cool. Cool, cool. Sorry, that was kind of just a big epiphany on my part when I was like, Oh, yes, I definitely recognize that name. Cool. Alright, that's it for the show, guys. We'll see you guys next week for season right, four, guys. episode ten, Insatiable. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you just don't even know what to say. We're not we're not we're not gonna leave you guys like no that. No Twitter handles, nothing, just we're not, bye. we're not gonna leave you guys like that. Don't forget. Check us out on iTunes. Don't forget to check us out at Afterbus TV. Don't forget to hit that like button and after the stream is over, don't forget to leave a comment because what you put in the chat does not stay. Go to iTunes, hit us five stars, and leave us a comment. Anakin J.K. Gatsby said, Do you think the show would be better if Ichabod had powers? Love the podcast. Just Ooh. wondering. Five stars. Thank you. Um, I hope he gets some kind of powers or something. It'd be weird to have a witness that doesn't when we have Molly and Abby having Well, he kind of has memory ex machina, too. Like, that's his power. He's on the right track, baby. I mean, he was born this way. Um, Sorry for that. You guys can find me on Twitter if you, for ever so reason, would want to, at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. I just saw Logan last night, so oh. tweeted me about that. I thought it was great. Where can we find you, Michael Young? You can find me on the internet, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at One Youngster, which is O-N-E-Y-O-U-N-G-S-T-A. And we gotta do, we gotta do something next week. We gotta do... Bring back Sleepington next week. Sleepington's been off. Okay, we can bring back Sleepington next, next week. week. Next week, we're doing Sleepington Abbey. We promise you, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be two old ladies over the theme talking about the episode, and you're going to love it. All right, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Buzz TV.